Welcome to the Come Together Podcast. We are your hosts, Danielle Adams and Liz Turner. We wanted to make a podcast that highlights individual family members so we could all get to know each other better. For everyone listening on the podcast, we wanted to introduce Chantel and Dewey. Welcome, you guys. Welcome, welcome. Thank you. We're so excited to be able to chat with you and so excited that you guys were willing to do it. We're yes, excited. thank you. We just wanted to start out by asking how you guys met and why you guys started a date and that story. Okay. So we met at a young single adult activity. It was like a three-day activity. So my ward, I was living in West Jordan at the time. My ward went down to St. George and we combined with his ward. And that's where we met. But we didn't meet the first day. We actually met on the second day. So I had time to like kind of observe him. <laughs> he didn't know that I was watching him, Watch but I him was. From afar. <laughs> and there there are a few things I noticed right off the bat about him that I really liked. Like um he was just always doing something for other people. Like he was always helping out, taking out the trash or when we were on the beach on the second day, they got kind of windy and so he's like taking all the canopies down and yeah. Making sure everyone's getting their stuff. And so he's just real good at doing stuff and helping out. Mm-hmm. So so you said the beach. Where where were you guys at at this three-day excursion? Oh, yeah. So um, on the second day, we went to Sand Hollow. So we, like, camped out in one of our leaders' backyards. It was my bishop's daughter's backyard oh, that, uh, that her ward stayed in. And then uh, I guess the connection between our two wards is... Uh, my bishop's wife and the first counselor and her bishopric are siblings. Oh, okay. So that's how our wards kind of got together, and I guess they just made it happen. So Now, were you living in St. George at the time, Dewey? Yeah, so oh, I, I was living go. in St. George. Oh. And it, it was interesting because the lead-up to this activity was, uh, I was probably like four or five weeks before I was talking to my bishop one uh, Monday night, and I was like, you know, just I'm – frustrated I, there's just no one to date uh because my my ward is filled with 19 to 21 year old people and i'm 28 29 years old and and there's you know i'm just the grandpa of the ward and then then my bishop's wife she comes up to the truck and and bishop was like hey uh we need to find somebody for Dewey to go out on a date with and she's like oh well when i was in the temple this morning i had the impression that he would find somebody when we have the activity with uh, the ward up in West Jordan. So (laughs) then we are on this, you know, the first day we go to the temple, um, do baptisms for Mm -hmm. the dead, didn't interact a whole lot. And then that night it was the barbecue and uh, Sister Hanson, the bishop's wife, introduced me to... um, was her name Ashley? Ashley this uh-huh. this girl named Ashley. She calls me over from the other side of the of the yard. Hey, Dewey, Dewey, come over here. Come over here. I want you to meet <laughs> Ashley. So not awkward at all because there's just like this giant lead up. So then we I sit there and, and just casually chat with Ashley for like an hour. And it was quickly obvious that I was not interested. We were not compatible. We were and I and I left that night. I'm like, great. This is what Sister Hanson had in her plan, you know, this little scheming or whatever. And so I was like, this is a total bust. So yeah, then, and I saw you talking to that girl, and I would I, I had noticed Dewey before. Like I noticed him in the temple. And I noticed him later, and I saw him talking to this girl, and I was like, 
Oh, it looks like he's interested in this other girl. So I was like, oh, it's fine. It's fine, whatever. So I kind of wrote him off. But anyways. So then the next morning, we go to the lake. And I'm just like, you know what? I love going to the lake. I'm just going to have a great time and uh, just enjoy myself. And so a couple of us went early. Uh, We scouted out a beach, um, took the boat out, went wakeboarding and everything. So I had taken my boat as well. Oh, it was your boat? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yes. Oh. So I had a little, just a little uh, wakeboarding boat. We've sold it now, but. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Darn it. And I wasn't going to take it, but then Bishop, I was like three days before, was like, hey, I really feel like you should take your boat just to make sure we have everything. I just feel good about it. So then second group that gets on my boat, um, Chantel's in that group. Oh. So we get going, we're out playing, tubing and stuff. And this kid, Brandon, he'd gone on the tube and whatever, and he was coming back into the boat, and he's like, man, I I just get really beat up being the old guy all the time. And I'm like, hey, I promise you, you're not the oldest here. And he's like, oh, yeah, well, I'm 27. And I'm like, well, I'm 29. And so then Chantel was like, oh, well, I'm 27, right? I, was 27. I think I was 27. Yeah, because I had thought Chantel was younger than that. And so yeah. then I just like, wait, wait, you're like 27 all of a sudden it was this total change and so we started chatting and we had some connections with richfield and things like that uh-huh, yeah and uh then that was pretty much it till <laughs> later that night yeah and then we we started talking that night and we just were with each other the whole time yep after that yep yeah i was oh. competing for her attention with brandon uh brandon was trying to <gasps> oh my gosh. trying to get chantelle's attention as well so for dinner Sarah and brandon wherever and brandon went i went <laughs> because i thought brandon knew chantelle because they were in the same ward i thought that they knew each other right well he was brand new to her ward so they didn't know each other and so i'm like well i'm gonna hang out with brandon because wherever he is chantelle's gonna be oh it's just very casual and and you were very cool about it anyway so then we started chatting and ended up i asked her to be my partner for the lion dance or whatever first brandon was all put out by that because he was on the other side um he's all confused i thought he do he liked me more but he's been wanting to spend all his time around me and now he's going for my girl brandon was probably more disappointed that you weren't trying to be his friend but yeah we got each other's number the last day and then we talked i mean six hour phone calls Wow. Every day after that. Yeah, so so our first date, like physical in-person date, wasn't awkward because we'd spent 35, 40 hours on the phone already. Yeah. Wow. It was awesome. It was very comfortable and casual. and Really fun. It was really yeah. fun. Yeah. It was way fun. So I didn't realize you guys, so when you were dating, you were living in St. George and you were living in West Jordan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's not across the country, but that's kind of long distance. That's impressive. Yeah. It was kind of a good thing because... We did spend so much time on the phone and got to know each other that way. And so when he did finally move up, it was just so much fun to be with each other all the time in person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah. we really moved up, or I moved up, because uh, St. George didn't feel like the future for us. Mm-hmm. At that point, yeah. we were, I think I moved up after we got engaged, right? Yeah. yeah a couple weeks later yeah, or something Yeah, a couple like weeks that. after. Yeah, so. Yeah. And then uh, I've been living in my mom's basement ever since. Yeah, living <laughs> <Nice>. the life. <laughs> hey, you know what? I am so jealous. Like, 
the amount of rent that I would save oh, yeah. if I lived yeah. in my parents' basement, I'm like, oh. especially you where you're living. I know. Uh, yeah. Uh, so you mentioned, Dewey, that you grew up in Richfield. Uh-huh, I did. I was born in Salt Lake City. Two weeks later, my parents moved to Vegas and opened a packaging company. And when I was about five years old, they sold the packaging company and moved to Richfield. And we're planning on taking that money from the packaging company and buying into my grandpa's sporting goods uh, business. He sold guns, Red Bear Outdoor Sports. And pretty much every old timer in Richfield has bought bullets from my grandpa. <laughs> and so then uh, I grew up in Richfield five years old and on. Graduated high school there. Went to Snow College, which is in Ephraim, about an hour north-ish, northeast, I guess. Yeah, and then from there I went on my mission. Okay. And where did you go on your mission? Dallas, Texas. Oh, cool. Texas cool. is my second home. I love Texas. Mm. You might end up there. Eventually. Eventually. I could see retiring in Texas. <laughs> hey, warm weather. Yeah, the weather. I like warm weather. So did you like growing up in a small town like Richfield? Um, I would say, yeah. I mean, I hate city life. I still hate it as an adult. <laughs> Can't stand it. Can't wait to go back to the country. Makes them grouchy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> too many people. Too many people that are just looking out for themselves and almost cutthroat, I guess. <laughs> I don't like the city, especially the traffic. This is driving me crazy. I can relate with the traffic part. Not not so much now, because I live kind of uh, out of the city. But when I lived in L.A., you just had to be zen about oh, it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Which is funny Seriously. because we just did uh, you know, a road trip down through California. And That's right. Yeah. And no bad drivers until we hit St. George. Like, oh, until yeah. we were oh, back in Utah. <laughs> yeah. It was horrible. Oh, my gosh. It was, yeah, it was like yes. the, the whole week was great. And then just right in the next two hours of coming into St. George, horrible drivers. Yeah. You know, that's funny because, like, all through California, like, a lot of people kind of complain about California drivers. I've never had any issues. Yeah. There's just a certain flow and ease to, like, driving in L.A. Like, people are, are assertive, but I like it because I don't, there's no hesitancy. Yeah. And I don't have to, like, cut in. They're and, consistent. Like, about the yes. driving. No, I, uh, you know, there's people that are, will be listening that live in St. George. So I love all of you and I believe you're all good drivers. However, <laughs> I've always said, I've always said, I live in a city. I live in Las Vegas, but I have never been as, like, I'm not even that frustrated with traffic here, but I go to St. George and I am, I feel like St. George is like, you took a city and you tried to fit it into a town. Yeah. There's just too many people here. Not too many road. bottlenecks there because of the mountains. I don't know if the way that, the landscape is but you gotta do something about the <laughs> <laughs> about that. Uh, but i could at the same time i could live in st george because it's just right so beautiful and oh it's gorgeous oh yeah. oh yeah <laughs> and sand hollow is only 20 minutes away oh where you guys like met oh that's so cute i love sand hollow <laughs> <laughs> so did you know tracen in high school or oh yeah <laughs> yeah so i did know tracen um oh yeah we, yeah we really weren't in the same circles, mm -hmm. and so we didn't hang out a whole lot. But uh, I had, I would say, probably mm, half of my classes probably with Tracen. So, oh, cool. Yeah, I, I knew him Such well. Such a small world. He, he was a great guy. I think the first time I mentioned you to him, he said, oh, yeah, I know that guy. He played football. Yeah. <laughs> he was a football player. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. I can see that. <laughs> that was our yeah. first conversation about Richfield, too. Because... Mm -hmm. Elizabeth, you were engaged at the time, I think. Uh, when did you guys? When did you guys meet? What June. June sixth. Sixth, and then yeah. we went to your guys' wedding in August. Yeah. Okay. That's right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and so I was like, "Oh, do you know Trace and Turner?" And he's like, "Yeah. What the heck? How do you know him? <laughs> How do you oh, know my him? cousin is marrying him? So you know." <laughs> 
<laughs> He's becoming family. Yeah. It's such a small world. I mean, mm-hmm. a small is. town yeah. and an even smaller world. So funny. Yes, it is. Richfield raises good guys, apparently. It, it does. <laughs> I can't complain. <laughs> so what I'm really excited about with what you guys are up to is the process of building a house. Because that's like a dream is to be able to design the house and buy the land and build... You designed the house too. It's not so much as just... We did. Yeah, we... So we purchased the land in August of last year. It's an acre in Mount Pleasant, which is just north of Ephraim. And we started designing a house. I mean, we just looked at Pinterest or online different layouts that we were thinking about. And we found what we liked and we just kept tweaking it and tweaking it like a million times until it became... (laughs) What we liked. Now, did you have help with like designing the measurements and everything or or how did that work? So we gave the draftsman a rough idea of what we wanted. We had sketched it out just on graph paper and then he kind of just made it work. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's, I guess, lots of unseen things with draftsmen because nobody accounts for walls when they draw it up. They're almost a non-existent measurement, you know, and so... Uh, you lose space in a house that way. Um, but uh, the draftsman, I, bless his heart, but we probably had like 10 revisions. <laughs> hey, let's change this. Let's switch this. And, <laughs> and I mean, we were just very uh, particular about having the right bones of the house so that it's going to last the revisions over time as our family grows and, and, and things like that. Right. That's so. awesome. And, and why did you choose um, Mount Pleasant? Mount Pleasant? Is that what it's called? Mm-hmm. So Dewey can work anywhere because he works for an uh, insurance company out of Houston, Texas. So he's like a remote office, I guess. Sure. Anyway, so we're like, we could live anywhere. Where do we want to live? And so we just started driving through towns. We, we wanted to stay in Utah mm-hmm. because the yep. kids are in Utah. Mm-hmm. And we were thinking maybe more small town because both of us kind of wanted to get out of out of the city. And it's also a little bit cheaper. Mm-hmm. And so those were kind of our guidelines. And we started driving through towns. We drove through Tooele. We drove all over the state yep. pretty much. And when we drove through Mount Pleasant in August, mm-hmm. we were like, oh, I really like this place. It was just so green and beautiful. And... So we just started looking for land there, and it was not even a week before we purchased our lot. Yep, made an offer like six days later. Yeah. Whoa, that's amazing. So is it pretty close in between where your kids are, or is that? Yeah, it's almost right in between. Yes, Jackson's in Spanish Fork, and he'll be 40 minutes from us, and then the other three, Carter, Reagan, and Ty, are in Monroe. They're going to be uh, an hour and 10 from us, so yeah. Mm -hmm. That's so perfect. Yep. Yeah, that's it's awesome. a good spot. And you guys have such a great amount of land that they can run and play, and then you got the new baby coming yeah. on the way. <laughs> such yeah, a they'll have lots of room to play. Yep. And they're they're looking forward to it. They're already talking about making huts in this forest. That's and so cool. So Chantel, I'm very excited to talk to you about your baby. And baby. Your new baby on the way. Yeah. Baby bump. <laughs> baby bump. You probably just had the uh, anatomy ultrasound and everything. Yep. Twenty weeks. And I think I've heard through the vine you're having a boy, right? Yeah, we're having a boy. That's and so you're exciting. having you're having a girl. a girl. Oh my gosh. Yep. Uh, have you guys thought of any names? Uh, we need to do more searching. We don't really. <laughs> not, not really. 
There, there's, you know, it kind of names that you Does like that a little bit, but yeah, nothing really yep. pops. Yeah, nothing really. It was funny because the other day I was like, I was at work. I have so much time to think at work because I literally just scan boxes. It's really monotonous. Wait, what do you do? I work at Amazon. Oh, cool. I just like scan boxes and put labels on. So I have so oh, much nice. time to just sit and think. So I'll like look at labels and see the person's name and try oh, to get ideas yeah. and stuff. But <laughs> That's awesome. But I was yeah. thinking about... I was like, what names do I really like? And ever since I was young, I really loved the name Trayson. What? Because my brother's friend was Trayson. Oh, my gosh. And so I come home and I'm talking to Dewey about it. And I was like, what do you think of Trayson? And then I was like, wait, we can't name our baby Trayson. Like, that would be so weird. I mean, I don't think he'd have a problem. I think because I don't think he's ever met anyone with his name. So he'd be like, oh, yeah, no, I it's. It's funny if you have a T last name, which you guys do, third good. Uh-huh. It's funny how many names when we, you know, didn't know the gender, we were thinking of boy names and stuff. And there's a lot of boy names that end with T. I'm really like, I think probably too much about the names and like little things that don't matter. But a lot of boy names end with a T sound, and it made it hard because it's like Turner, yeah, yeah. And so it's like there was a lot of names that we liked, but just didn't go with the last name. So there's just so many things that are tricky about finding a name. Uh huh. I agree. Yeah. Or like you don't want their initials to be like a swear word or something. <laughs> I haven't even thought about that. Now I have to think about my names again. <laughs> we had when we didn't know the gender. Our list for boy names was like twenty, and our girl names were like five. And so I was almost like a little bummed because there's so many great boy names. Once you start looking, it's uh huh. And I, it's funny because I felt like the opposite, kind of like. Oh really? Yeah, I was. I was like, oh, I already know what we'd name our girl. Like I've, oh. there's a few that we like really love, and they're like, oh, we're having a boy, and now we're like, we have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, well. Well, okay. You'll know for when you have a girl. I'm, yeah. I guess I'm assuming you guys are having more. Oh, we're You're planning like, well, on let's it. Let's do one at a time. We're going to have yeah. a big, crazy, blended family. Yep. <laughs> That's awesome. So here's another question. What are some traditions from your families that you want to implement in your family or that you've already started implementing? Um, okay, so my mom, Linda... She makes, <laughs> I don't know in case any of our name. viewers out there don't my know. My mom is Linda. Shout out to Linda. <laughs> <laughs> she does. She makes this amazing Market Street Girl clam chowder. Oh. Every general conference on Sunday with bread bowls. Yes. So good. And I want to do that every conference because I always would look forward to general conference. Yeah. She'd always make that. And then we'd all be together as family and it was just so fun it's funny that it's like sometimes the most simple things like clam chowder with the bread bowl Mm -hmm. on a conference sunday and it's not something like on christmas we go to this big festival it's actually usually the smaller things that are just so memorable and so like warm and cozy and i'm not much of a cook so to me i'm like that's a task (laughs) dang girl but i'm also yeah that's probably why she only (laughs) makes it twice a year so (laughs) we went to market street grill and i got the clam chowder and i was like Mom, yours is better than this one. So, Like, I don't know if it's the seasonings or the lack of a prophet speaking to me right now, but there's <laughs> the something missing. General conference is not on in the background. Mess <laughs> it up. That's awesome. So with the new baby, what are some things that, like, you're really excited or nervous about? Are you nervous about anything? Um, I'm super excited to be a mom. 
or a mom of a baby. Yeah. The only thing I'm worried about is like pain of labor. So I'm definitely getting an epidural. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I'm yeah, such a baby. So my friend Percy has done two long natural births. And then my other friend Maddie has done two natural births. And so they, I was kind of talking to them about it a little bit. And I was like, you know, kind of playing with the idea. Then we went to my first appointment. And <laughs> they take my blood for a blood draw. And after that, I was like, that was so painful. And it was just oh. a blood draw. And I was like, <laughs> oh, my gosh. I'm really in for it. So Yeah, there's. I feel like there's a lot of women who have done it naturally. And it's incredible what these women do. And I applaud anyone who can do that and wants to do that and wants to have that experience. But that's not the experience that I want. Yeah, I, I, I totally agree. <laughs> it's like there's so many different ways and methods for childbirth, but mm-hmm. you just got to just do what you personally feel like you should do and not feel shame or guilt that you're not doing yes. it like somebody yep. else. You know what I mean? Exactly. No judgment, but I'm with you there. I'm ner- <laughs> I'm definitely nervous about labor. Like, <laughs> Maybe we'll go into labor the same day. <laughs> oh my gosh. I mean, so if anyone doesn't know, we're, Chantel and I are two weeks apart. Yeah. We're going through it at the same time, which is so cool. If they come the same day, we're doing joint birthday parties, right? Yeah. <laughs> Every yes. year. Every year. They're going to hate it. <laughs> yeah. Especially if you name your boy Trayson. I mean, come on. <laughs> Do I have to name mine Chantel? I'm willing. I'm just, if we're doing this, yeah. oh, is it a pact? Oh. That'll put a lot of pressure on you to name your child Chantel. <laughs> oh. So here's a question. What are some of your guys' like, goals as a couple? Hmm. Yeah. Build a house. <laughs> Survive 2021. Yeah. Because we got a lot going on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You do. Yeah. yeah. So um, it'll be good. Yeah. I mean, construction starts uh, a week from tomorrow. So. Hey-o. Does it have like a date when it's supposed to finish or how does that work? We're going to be in before Christmas. <gasps> One way or another, it's going to happen. <laughs> so awesome. That's oh the goal. Gosh. So when the baby's born, where will it be about? Mm, the house will probably be at mm, probably four-way inspection. So. It'll be all framed, dried in, plumbing, electrical, and uh, heating will be in, but not drywall, not insulation. Mm-hmm. It'll be right about that time. Oh, my gosh. That's uh, cool. yeah, that's kind of what the uh, shooting for on the timeline. Yeah. So we'll be... Long distance relationship Long distance. again. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because Dewey's going to be doing as much as he can himself. Oh, oh, yeah, that's right. You're very handy with building and everything, right? I'll, I'll be doing all the wow. framing and electrical Whoa. and roofing and... Yeah. The siding and I mean, just a whole bunch of stuff. Okay, so you have a background in construction. Yeah, I grew up in construction. Okay, way cool. I didn't know that. Dang. So my dad's been a general contractor for, I don't know, 25 years and I grew up that way and worked with him for a while. And You're technically our contractor, right? Yep. So I'll be living <laughs> on site in a trailer uh, for oh six days of the week um, working Whoa. on it. In between and after and before my day job. And uh, (laughs) then I'll come back on Sunday or Chantel will come down on Sunday. And yeah, yeah, that's when we'll see each other. Yep. So it'll be good. When you say I put a roof over your head, you can say that literally. (laughs) (laughs) This very roof. (laughs) That's awesome, you guys. Wow. Yeah. Talk about a useful skill to have. Like. 
Yeah. We, we grew up with a dad like that. And it was, we, I saw it growing up, how useful it was. If we, you know, roughhousing, put a hole in the wall, we didn't have to call anyone. Dad just fixed it. with you, Chantel. Yeah. 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 yeah Doy. Super yeah. handy. And they, and they both plan on coming and helping framing. So it, it'll be oh, a whole really? family affair. Yep. This is a I'm public like record of that. So now they have to come yep. to help us. <laughs> the whole family knows they committed. I'm like totally, I'm envisioning like, I don't know if you've seen the movie Witness, but like when they do the barn raising, like, <laughs> just like envisioning <laughs> all of the family raising the barn. It's like an Amish. Anyway. It'll be a barn raising. Well, our house is going to look like a barn when it's done, pretty much. Yeah, it's giant yeah, barn. Yeah, it's going to look like a like, big old barn is our goal. The, it's called, <laughs> what is it? Like, it's called Barn Dominium? Barn, uh-huh. wait, what is it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, a barn dominium. Those are really cool. They have, like, really high ceilings, and it looks oh, awesome. I love Yeah, that. so I think we'll have nine-foot ceilings. There's a lot of barn dominiums that look like a just like a metal building with a house inside. Right. Yeah, and ours will really be a conventional house inside but it'll look like a, i mean it's a giant square wood barn is yeah really what it's gonna look like so. yeah so the construction is a typical house but yep it'll look like a barn dominium kind of yeah if that makes sense oh yeah yeah totally. we're gonna be able to build way way cheaper than anybody else because mm-hmm. we're not wasting money on pop outs and corners and all kinds of stuff that do look nice but they are very expensive for a look mm-hmm. so yeah very cool well, we have this new segment called Lightning Round Questions. Ooh, okay. So we'll just ask you guys five questions and you guys both answer. So I'll start and Elizabeth and I will ask you. So the first question is, what are three things you guys have in common with each other? Mm, we're both very practical. We both love food. Oh, yes. Mm. <laughs> we I, both love UFC. Yeah, that, that's a great one. <laughs> we don't get uh, offended easily. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. That's great. Go with the flow. I love it. All right. Next question. What is a favorite trip or vacation that you guys have been on together? Our honeymoon was in San Diego. And that yeah. was super fun. Mm-hmm. I think my favorite was... Road trip to California? Yeah. Yeah, Just I agree. our recent one that we just did. It was so fun. Amazing food. I mean, yeah. even sleeping in the in the car on an air mattress was great. It was yeah, fun. it was so fun. Yeah, we would just find a place and sack out for the night. Yeah, yep. blow up our air mattress, and we have a moonroof in our Explorer, mm-hmm. and so it didn't feel quite so claustrophobic because <laughs> I mean, we didn't yeah, have that nice. much room. You can't sit up, so <laughs> yeah. it is pretty yeah. small. But did you? So when you did that road trip in California, Chantel, did you go visit your old mission area? Uh huh. So we went through Joshua Tree, and I served six months in Twenty Nine Palms. Right. So when we went to 29 Palms, uh, we drove around a little. We didn't visit anybody. The Sorry. missionaries <laughs> still live in the same apartment. Yeah, we, we know that. We snooped oh. their apartment. <laughs> there were Jesus pictures and a Tiwi in their car. So, you know, oh my we know missionaries live there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so you got to see where she was on her mission. Is that the apartment you stayed in? Uh-huh. Oh, that's so cool. That's so cool. You got to see her old stomping grounds. Yep. Like, Such a weird weird place i loved 29 palms though loved it. oh 29 palms is great your favorite was the redwoods right i love the redwood forest oh well come that up again fantastic <laughs> my, that's my neck of the yeah. woods that's way really cool okay so question three what are the biggest factors that contribute to your happiness <laughs> I, I would say Chantel is excellent at not taking things personal mm-hmm. yeah i mean whether it's uh, i've had a long day or or 
I'm grumpy because I'm hangry or whatever. Uh, <laughs> things that could be sharp or, or come across not very cordial or, or caring or whatever. She just doesn't hold them against me and it just lets them go. And so it makes it very easy to move past friction points rather than it becoming a big deal. It's just like a minor reset and then we just continue on. And so we're able to enjoy way more of our time mm -hmm. than trying to repair something that really was ridiculous in the first place. I think that's yeah. a major contributor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How about with you, Chantel? Um, Dewey is very thoughtful. <laughs> and so that makes me very happy because he's just, he's always thinking about me and my feelings and asks me how I'm doing and making sure we're okay and, and looking for ways that we can spend time together. And so that brings me a lot of happiness. He brings me a lot of happiness in my life. That's quite cool. All right, next question. What is a quality that you see in your partner that you wish that you had? Oh, I already know that one. Public speaking. Mm. <laughs> oh. Dewey is really good at public speaking and sharing stories. And I just, I wish I had more of that, I don't know, magnetism when speaking. Mm. Yeah. I would say toss-up. She's very creative. Well, and organized. Maybe that's a little bit of the same coin. Um, as well as uh, easily sees the good in the person or the situation or the optimism, I guess. I would say sometimes I'm too much of a cynic. <laughs> I, I, I pretend that that's being practical or pragmatic, but sometimes <laughs> it's just being cynical. So, <laughs> Okay, last question. What do you wish you could alleviate from your partner to reduce stress or difficulty from their life? Um, two ex-wives. <laughs> that would relieve a lot that's for sure <laughs> oh gosh that's, that's a good answer that's hilarious yeah you certainly can't stop that so no, no said, right? would it be the same for me I'm just kidding they, they are <laughs> I don't carry that burden alone. I would definitely say that. From day one, Chantel has considered that a partnership burden. Right. The children, uh, our kids, and the situations that come with ex-wives and the negotiations and, and the financial uh, obligations and stress, all of that. Not one moment of this is your problem, figure it out, or yeah. uh, I shouldn't have to deal with you know this stress or... Any of that just never has existed. So, yeah. I love that. Yeah, I love that. Well, thanks so much, you guys, for being on our podcast. It was so much fun talking to you guys. It was oh, so much thank fun. you. Thank you. Yeah, wonderful talking to you guys. You have so much going on this year. We're so excited to see you guys get into that new house in time for Christmas with your new baby. Like, so excited. Sounds and great. Elizabeth, keep me in the loop on how you're doing. Yeah, same to you. I'm like, we need to text more. I need to do it. Great talking to both of you. Thank you. Love you Take guys. Bye. See ya. Bye. And now for a short excerpt from the grandpa interviews. Uh, these girls up there camping out and they had a watermelon down the creek getting cold. And we sat up there with our 22s showing off for them. And we when the girls would start towards the creek, we'd kick dirt in front of her, you know. 
just a lot of hot air. And uh, Mary come over there, shoot me if you have to. She walked down there and got that watermelon walked back out. Kind of told us where we'd go. I thought it was pretty gutsy. That's the first time I met her. Mary and I, we started being sweethearts in high school. Yeah, yeah, sophomore. I was over activities and shit. I forget what she was over in the high school. But, uh, I took her home from a dance. We had a dance after a ball game in high school. I took her home. And she was my sweetheart. She was a, she was pretty. She was the leader. She was strong in the church, very strong. I remember we got out of high school. We was talking, talking marriage. And there's where I really got in the church because Mary says, you either marry me in the temple, or there'll be no marriage. She was dead set Well, I didn't want to lose her, so I got my act together and did everything I was supposed to do to, to get a recommend to go to the temple. But she's the one that put her foot down. No, no marriage unless we go to the temple. I married gals that were good housekeepers, not wasteful and strong in the church. You get cows like that and you don't have to worry about nothing. Your grandma was just like Lois. They were inseparable in high school, Lois and Mary. And that uh, your grandma, she was, she sure was a good example to the kids, to other people. In fact, when she'd go to New Ward, she'd tell the bishop, I teach the gospel doctrine class. And most people stay away from that, like the plague. And she was good. Boy, she really... She graduated from College Institute. And uh, if she lived, she'd probably been teaching somewhere, a college institute class or something. Very well educated. Yeah, she took all these, all these institute classes. And, in German, she's proud of her German heritage. She took a lot of German classes. When we got older, we went to college together. We decided to quit college to go home and get married. Cedar City, SU. But the parents came down and told, oh, stay. She was getting straight Asians, too. They said, don't oh, stay here for a while. I don't think they was too sold on marrying with an alcoholic dad, but uh, we wanted to get married, so we came back to good old Severe, Richfield. And in fact, when we decided to get married, I worked in a service station, and then the Korean War got hot. And I thought, I better get into a good branch of service before I get in the Army, so I joined the Air Force and they're gonna ship me down to Texas. Mary's packing and the parents are, what are you doing? She says, well, I'm going to, going to the way down to the Army, down the Air Force down in Texas. You can't, you're eight months pregnant, my God. You can't go there. But she would say, take 
no for answer. So away we went down there with the Bernon. Well, she's born in Mississippi. So how that We went work? to Texas for basic training. And then you got your job, which my job was security, mm. typing. So they sent me to Mississippi. And that's where Myrna was born. Mm. And Linda was born there too. Because I like to retrain. In fact, I got sent up to Montana. They put me working in SAGE, which is very high security. Semi-automatic ground environment. You're copying mm. all the networks along the... See, we were afraid the invasion of America was going to come from over Canada. So we sent us up there. And, uh, and that's where your mother was born. So all those training things I asked for, I was moving, moving, moving. In fact, this one old sergeant that came there to Montana you're not going to move from here. You're staying here. Well, they put me on shift work. I did not like shift work. Mm. What does that mean? What was shift well, work? Well, you work midnights and you work mm. around the clock. You know, it's terrible. And so... Uh, I said, we'll see about that. So I used to work in personnel, typing for the uh, people transferring out. So I went in there and found out they needed a guy to be a radar repairman. I had to go to Mississippi. So I just took it, typed my own transfer out and shipped it to him. They signed it. And that guy came over and I, he said, I'm going to get you over there in that Sage building at midnight. Oh no, I got orders to go to Mississippi. Well, you son of a bitch, you know. So away we went, because I went back to school again in Mississippi, and I learned radar. Schools were always in Mississippi. They had the biggest Air Force training base mm. around. So I would go, <laughs> she never complained, never complained. Imagine dragging seven kids around. In fact, when I got up to Washington, I had seven kids. They said, you're not going to get any housing here. You're going to have to send them back to Utah. And I said, you hide and watch. So I went out looking and found an old house sitting down in the woods. I don't know if you ever went there or not. Old house sitting down off the highway. You can already see it for the weeds. And I looked, found it, looked at it. Had a creek running by it. So I found out the hunters owned it. So I went to and said, I want to buy that house. I think I paid maybe $25, $50 for it. With an acre of land, timber on it, all kinds of blackberry bushes, and beautiful spot for a garden. But we went in there, and I'm telling you, you never see such a mess in your life. The bathroom was nailed. The sink was nailed to the wall. You couldn't already touch it for anything to fall off the wall. The tub was a old leg thing was on rock. It's like getting in a canoe. Page is going to tip it over. Everything was just terrible. We got in there, young buck like me, tore into that place, and man, in old time, we had one of the best of You go right now and look at that. That's one of the best looking houses along that road. And, uh, there's where the kids grew up. Renal was a, hadn't gone to kindergarten. And so 
everybody says, she hadn't been to kindergarten. She couldn't catch. She was a top student. She'd come home with all the little prizes, you know, the teachers give their smart to So now what'd you get, you know, you got a wooden doll or something. Here she's one kid that never went to primary. Knocked them all dead. But when I get up in the radar tower, I can see the ocean out there and the Columbia River going into it. Beautiful. The kids all love the ocean. Oh, yeah. So, all right, you guys, we're going to going down there on the beach and mm-hmm. dig for clams and have a big feed. So we dig for clams. Your mother seemed to like it. She liked that ocean. She loved to go out there and dig and dig for razor clams and splash the water. Thanks for listening, everybody. Now get back to work, you bunch of Genefes. Let's see what our sunset looks like. We get, All right. we get beautiful sunsets. This might be one of those special days. <laughs>